Hi, everybody. My name is David Michael. And I am Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously, Ridiculously Bored. Bored. God, we're horrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is episode two, and we actually had some listeners last time, which was yes. uh, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to expect, whether or not people were gonna gonna actually listen to this. So uh, and we had some questions too, believe it or not. We have we have fans. I don't know if I would call them fans, but uh, can you have a podcast groupie? Is that uh, is that, is that a thing? I don't, I don't think that's a thing. Not for two old dads. I don't think that's a thing at all. <laughs> Groupie for so, me would be like somebody who does my shopping. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> I want to ask a couple questions to you. So from the last episode, as you mentioned, it's really just us bullshitting, right? That's the idea of this. You and I have fun. We don't get to talk as much as we would like. Um, and the pandemic opened up this first opportunity, even though we had been talking about it forever. So a couple questions came out from last week. One was, what do you actually do for a living? It didn't come up at all last week. <laughs> what don't I do for a living? So my actual job, I am responsible for e-commerce at a, uh, a a reseller of global technology products. So, so that's my actual job. My career has been built around web development and, and um, just programming in general. So I went to college at ASU, Arizona State University. And then when I graduated, actually before I graduated, I got a, I got a job um, working at a company called Insight, building websites, um, or building their website. And that really launched my career. I wasn't even going to school for, for programming or anything like that. I was actually going to school for industrial design. So um, I kind of fell into web development because it just happened to be exploding when I was going through my junior and senior year of college. So was that um, the junior one year, junior two year, senior one year, senior two right, year? All right. So nobody tells you <laughs> when you're going to college, everybody tells you you have two years to declare a major. All right. So most people kind of pick, you know, freshman, sophomore year, they just kind of screw around, get all the basics done, and then they choose a major. And then there's two more years and they're out. Well, it just so happened that the major I chose, industrial design, was a four-year program. Did not know that until I declared it at the end of my sophomore year. So thus the uh, the extra few years. But I was living in a fraternity house, so I wasn't exactly in a rush to to graduate. In fact, one of my fraternity brothers, um, I won't name names, but you know who you are. Um, he was on his, when I was a freshman, he was on his seventh year, I think, of college. <laughs> and he had he took the bare minimum, like one class a semester, just so that he could stay enrolled. And uh, he just lived it up and had the time of his life. So uh, well, look, that's the way to do it. If you can. Bad. So Thanksgiving just passed. David and I have, uh, you know, with COVID in, in general, uh, the, probably the celebrations were a little bit smaller than usual. So what Not did in you Arizona. Do? Not in Arizona. We had a super spreader event at my place. We had about 40 people. No, I'm kidding. We had uh, we had eight people total. It was good. We cooked enough food for like 40 or 50 people, but, um, and I am certainly feeling extra fat and bloated today. How about you? <laughs> yeah, we, we had it at my house. We just had over my parents. So there were six of us, my wife and I, the two kids and my parents, pretty small. 
Uh, we expected a few, uh, my nephew to come up from North Carolina, but he couldn't make it. But oh, similar, no. and this is a very Italian thing, and I know Thanksgiving is an American holiday, but this is a very Italian thing. There was enough food that uh, easily another 15 people could have walked in the door. Oh, yeah. and we would have been able oh, yeah. to feed them. Yeah, I, I don't matter- even think we know how to have any sort of a meal where there's enough food just for the people that show up. It's It's like in our DNA. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I've been making since then, I've made uh, turkey pot pie. I've made turkey noodle soup. I've made a Thanksgiving on a roll, I've called it, where it has all the stuff. So it's like every meal now is turkey <laughs> for the next few days. I can't do it. Um, I'm worth, what, a couple days after Thanksgiving. And I'm too lazy to actually try and be creative and make something from it. So I just end up eating the same thing. I had I had ham, I had turkey, I had stuffing, and I had candied yams for like lunch and dinner for the last two days and i think i'm pretty much over it now yeah see that kind of rut that's the kind of rut i end up in when uh, we do diet competitions right so (laughs) these holidays are upon us now that will flow right into the christmas season which you'd think christmas between christmas and new year's is the christmas season but unfortunately what happens it really starts kind of on december 1st and Mm -hmm. even back to thanksgiving you really just eat whatever you want for the next five weeks (laughs) Um, and so because of that, every year, me, some friends, a few of my cousins, we actually do a weight loss competition on January 1st. Um, we call it the fat off, which I know in this politically correct world is probably not what to call it, but <laughs> I've heard about that. I've, yeah. I've heard about, and I've seen like through like Facebook and stuff like that. I've seen you guys post about it. It's pretty epic. Yeah. One of the things is like, I'm, when I put my mind to something, I, I can do it. And I'm not talking about. Like, I can't play guitar. That's a different story. But I'm talking about things that I can control, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we do this competition, it is usually a couple of us who really go full steam at it. And then there's a few others who it's just free money. Um, we have guys who've gained weight during the competition. So the buy-in is 100 bucks. <laughs> it's not cheap. It's not free. It's 100 bucks. So we've had a couple of uh, ringers. We've had as many as 12 at some points. Wow. So is it and, first place, like first prize goes to the winner? Or do you like have a first, a second, a third? We do either a one, two or one, two, three type thing payouts, but then we also do a weekly piece. And the reason why we do that is because otherwise you're going to lose people really early, right? If they have, mm-hmm. if somebody's five, 7% down, because one of the things we do is it's percentage of weight loss too early, then the other people are going to be like, well, I can't win this competition anyway. Why do I keep trying? So we do that. We have had, we've actually had some women in the competition as well. Uh, one year, my wife kind of took them for the, uh, through the ringer because it was just after she had our second kid and she uh. joined. And so she, <laughs> she was going to lose her baby weight as well as wanting to get more healthy. And so she like crushed that competition. There was no shot for people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I can't, I mean, I'm not thin by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm not uh, overweight enough to where I could lose more than a, you know, four or 5% of my body weight. Yeah, but you're you're the of the two of us, you're the more muscular one. You're the one who works out, things like that. You know, you've done karate and all things like that. Me, it's just you know, I'm on my computer all day and that's enough for me. So do you I'm, have control over your fingers? Strength. Strength and conditioning, yes. All right. Well, I'm just saying you said if you do you know things that you can control. You can play guitar if you have control over your fingers. This I know well, for a fact. You also you also wanna have to do it. So yes. <laughs> maybe I should <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Yeah, I've done, I actually did a, a weight loss competition once. Um, and it was, uh, it was my ex-wife and I, and the winner got the next car in the family. 
So, and it was based off of a body percentage and I really wanted a new car. And so we did it and, uh, I absolutely crushed it. Ended up buying a new, uh, Volkswagen GTI with the, uh, with my winnings. Very nice. <laughs> That's a little bit higher stakes than we go for. <laughs> but I mean, growing up, we gambled on everything. I mean, literally everything. And, and, you know, it, the, the annual trip is in Vegas every year. It's you, me and, and a couple other guys. Yeah. Um, gambling is like in our DNA as well. I don't know if it's so, an Italian thing, but it's certainly so a this New York is gonna, Italian thing. Yeah. So this is going to be probably the first year we don't do it in the 18 or 20 years that we've done it. And we've done it every year, including the two years that I lived in Australia. Um, you know, I was coming home for something and we organized the trip around it. So it does kind of suck that we're not going to be able to go to Vegas this year. Um, but you're right. I'll, I'll bet on anything. Like I'll bet mm. on two people crossing the street. I, I couldn't care less. Like, if and somebody, we have. If somebody puts odds, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> so you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why we're going to not go this year. I mean, obviously the, the, the year is just about over. So it's a little bit tough. But um, my wife and I went to Vegas two months ago. And other than everybody wearing masks. And the fact that every like blackjack and poker table had these like, you know, clear plastic guards separating everybody. It was just like another weekend in Vegas. I mean, we went and stayed at the Venetian or the Palazzo. I can't remember which one. And it was a Friday night. And, you know, there's probably 600 people in the casino. I mean, it was like like any other weekend in Vegas. Yeah, but you drove. That's the biggest difference, right? For the guys from the East Coast, we'd have to fly out there. So it's that process of flying out there. The potential New York has a quarantine rules for certain things here. So there's that piece. Um, some of us, I'm not in the office currently, but you know, some of the people who are would be in because they work in the um, healthcare field and those people are still in the office and things like that. So it, it's just difficult. And then there's also selling it to the family, right? Like, I don't think my wife would say no, but I also haven't asked her. She would be excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, she would. <laughs> well, I mean, I, mean, if, I did. I did fly to New York from Phoenix in May in the middle of the pandemic. My dad got, had an accident and accidentally fell on a knife and I had to go fly and um, take care of him for a little bit and ended up moving him out to Arizona yeah, from but, that trip. But that was scary because nobody was flying in May. Now, I mean, everybody, it seems like everybody's flying because the flights are really cheap and everybody wants to get out of the house. But back then it was pretty crazy. Yeah. And so that's an emergency situation, right? Anything goes in those cases. Yeah. But you're just going to drop that your dad fell on a knife and there's going to be no follow up to it. Like, I know what <laughs> happened, but I mean, I think that's something that people would want to know. All right. All right. All right. So um, it's no secret that my dad has Alzheimer's. Um, it's been diagnosed. Um, it took a while to get it diagnosed because um, we were trying to do it during the pandemic, but it is diagnosed now. Um, he's been... You know, he and I used to talk maybe twice a year. You know, I, I would call him on his birthday and I would call him on Father's Day and maybe on Christmas. We never had a really close relationship, but um, I would always, you know, call him when it was, you know, when it was um, appropriate. And every once in a while, I'd call and check on him. And I had, you know, I heard rumblings from family members. Nobody in my family has left in New York. It was my dad. That's it. My mom had moved away to Florida. You know, aunts and uncles and everybody is are, are all over the country, right? So my dad's pretty much the only one left in New York. And I moved out to Phoenix when I was 18. So I haven't lived in New York since 1992. So it's been been quite a long time. Everyone had been saying that my dad was a little bit different, a little bit off. 
every once in a while, he has a Facebook account and he would just post some random crazy shit on there. Like, you know, stop yelling at me. And like, people are like, well, who are you talking to? He's like, he just, he doesn't, he's older. He's 74. He doesn't really know um, how to use Facebook. So we all just, I mean, I just kind of looked at it and was like, all right, yeah, he's just kind of, he's, he's being a dad and he's doesn't know how to use the technology. So he thinks he's talking to somebody and he's not. So David, um, I want to pause you real quick. Speaking of Facebook, and I know it's you're in the middle of a story, but my dad uses Facebook and he doesn't know how to either. And I have connected where I get all of the things he does, any things he likes, any emails he sends, any things he posts, I get an email for it. He's what? had a habit of because I want to monitor him. He has a like habit a of yeah, he has a habit of liking <laughs> the one Russian model who has no other friends. And has a very sexy photo as her homepage. Uh, and so that's what started me monitoring him as well. So, sorry. So technology is not a friend of my family. All right. Either. So I have to keep on going with that. Um, I read an article, and I don't know if this is true or not, because you can't believe anything you read anymore, but either the Pope or somebody in high up in the Vatican mm -hmm. accidentally liked a photo on Instagram of like some really like hot, sexy Russian or some, you know, influencer that basically is known for posting like half nude photos. Yeah. And the uh, Vatican said it's true that that happened from that account, but they don't know from where. They don't know who they're like, they're trying to get, it's going to be one of those, I was hacked type situations. Well, let's be realistic. The Pope isn't on Instagram, right? They have a social media department or a marketing department inside the Vatican that's handling all that shit. There's, I just Jesus I, and the Pope don't know how to use Instagram. Yes, that's 100% what I'm saying. It's like in Major League. <laughs> Jesus does not hit a curveball. <laughs> Can we get back to my story? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Where was I? All right. So, so <laughs> anyway, came to so, New York. Yeah. So, my, my dad was, um, you know, there's lots of crazy stuff happening. So, um, I get a call one night and it's from my mom who lives in Florida. And she's like, look, your dad's in the hospital right now. Um, we don't know what happened, but um, he stabbed himself. And, you know, immediately everyone's like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? Come to find out that he was um, cooking himself some dinner. And he, according to him, um, he, he was you know, holding a steak knife and he backed up, fell down, went to go put his hand down to stop his fall. And then just basically jabbed his um, his artery, one of his arteries in his leg and almost bled out. He made it to the door screamed and the next door neighbor who's never home happened to be home opens the door and came out and was like oh my god oh my god let me call 911 and i don't know how he did this or had the the, the wherewithal to think this but he said don't call 911 call the fire department there across the street and of course there's a fire department across the street so she did that and they were there in like 2 minutes um luckily they were able to stop the bleeding uh, and then 15 minutes later, the ambulance showed up. So had they not been there, more likely than not, he would not have survived. Yeah, now, and, and I saw the apartment, right? Afterwards. Yes, you and I, I went the, to yes. clean up the mess. So putting the puzzle together, I can see, because he did have a loose floorboard, so I can see how he would have tripped where he was, right? When he told us the mm. story, it makes sense. But it, it legitimately looked like a murder scene. <laughs> like yeah. that's how much blood was all over the place. Yeah, I have and, a picture of it. Maybe I'll post it. Yeah. And so it, it, the amount was insane. So the fact of the matter is. Th and the it, smell. It's, yeah. Ugh, the smell. It's without question to me, if they didn't do what he asked and call the fire department, he would have died. Like the, yeah. the amount of blood that was lost. Would, and would doctors confirmed that and everything. So anyway, so um, I flew to New York overnight 
got him out of the hospital, took him back to his place, didn't, wasn't real excited about the living conditions that he was living in. Obviously he's getting up in age, but just really didn't take care of, you know, the things that he had. So I just kind of convinced him to, to move out to Arizona with me. And, uh, I rented a U-Haul and drove across the country in three days, 12 hours a day, 12 to 15 hours a day, which was an absolute nightmare. Um, so can I tell one more story about that trip? Yeah. And so on a side note, right, you and I have talked about this with your dad having Alzheimer's and my mom also having pretty far along Alzheimer's as well. Like it is a difficult situation that we find the humor in it, right? I think you and I find the humor in a lot of things. Well, we have and to. You're, it's you're, depressing. So you're either laugh or you're going to cry, right? And right. so, um, yeah, I'd like you to tell the other story as well. Your hotel so- stay. Yes. So we are, uh, by the way, if you live in Dayton, Ohio, uh, you have the best police department uh, on the planet. <laughs> I'm going to explain why in about a minute. So we're driving through Ohio and it's it rained literally from the time we crossed the state line into Ohio. It rained from the time that we left the state. And uh, so we're getting pretty late in the night and I'm, we're, we're, we're about to hit Dayton. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting tired. I gotta, I've been driving for 12, 13 hours. I got to get a hotel. So we get like a courtyard Marriott and we pull in and I get all of his stuff up into the room. We're driving this massive like U-Haul truck that's filled with, you know, all of his worldly belongings. So um, I get everything settled in the room. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Um, I get him settled and he's wide awake. He's wired because he's been sleeping the entire car ride. Right. And I've been driving. So I'm ready to pass out and he's ready to go for breakfast. I'm the same as a passenger, man. I have no (laughs) issue sleeping the whole ride. (laughs) He was. Yeah. So, um, so I'm like, I gotta go to bed. So he's talking to me and he won't stop talking. And eventually I just pass out. So I pass out until about five in the morning, 5am. I get up, I look around. I left a nightlight on for him because I knew it was going to be a little disorienting because he had never been there before. And I look up and he's nowhere to be found. And it's we're in a hotel room. It's not a big room, right? So I look up and I jump up and I look and his phone's on the bed. His wallet's on the bed. He only had one pair of shoes because we had packed everything else. His shoes are on the floor. So I'm like, all right, he's got to be in the bathroom. Look around the corner of the bathroom. Not there. Open the door to the hotel room. Look down the hallway both ways. Not there. Jesus Christ. Where the hell could he possibly be? So I run back to the bed and um, his phone starts ringing. And I, I look at it and it's a Dayton, Ohio number. So I'm like, oh shit. So I answer the phone and it's officer whomever from the Dayton police. Uh, we need you to, uh, to come downstairs. You know, we've found your father. So I'm like, great. So I put my shoes on, I grab his phone, grab his wallet, run downstairs and, the pl- and it's pouring out still. And it's five in the morning and the police officer says, uh, you're going to want to follow us. And I'm like, okay, can we walk there? He's like, no. I'm like, what? So I get in the car and we drive over to another hotel. That's about a mile down the road. And we get in there and he's in the lobby, completely soaking wet, drenched and no shoes on his socks are soaking wet. And he's surrounded by like three or four police officers. And they immediately like start asking me questions like, What's his name? Where's he from? They're trying to compare what he told them and what I know. And are you his son? And oh, it was an absolute disaster. But they were super nice about it. And I explained to them, I'm like, look, you know, he's he's got, you know, we think at this point we hadn't been diagnosed yet, but I'm like, I think he's got dementia or Alzheimer's. He doesn't really know, you know, kind of where he is and what's going on. And they're like, yeah, we kind of we kind of figured that 
but they released him to my custody and uh, took him back to the room and and got him ready. And we hightailed it out of Dayton and, and started our trip again. The next night, I um, once we got in the room, I blocked the front door and I put that little that little bench where you put your suitcase on. I put that in front of the door and then I opened the suitcase so that it looked like it was just like another wall, like it wasn't an actual a door. And uh, he didn't escape that night. <laughs> how how um how did he walk a mile with no shoes? Like that's no the idea. one thing that comes right. And to he mind. he didn't remember doing it. He said um he said I just kind of woke up and and he's he's as far as I know he's not a sleepwalker. So he just said I kind of just woke up and I was outside and I realized that I needed to get back into the hotel. So I started banging on the door, but the door was, you know, was, was locked. And I'm like, See, our hotel door wasn't locked, but the hotel that he went to, the door was yeah, locked. And yeah, like room the night 27 was- at the other hotel, they actually <laughs> locked their door. Yes. So here's the interesting thing, right? I, cause I don't know about your dad, but my mom has moments of clarity, right? Where she can remember things from a long time ago. I wish at that moment, your dad had a moment of clarity and actually joked with the cops that you had kidnapped him. I think that would have been awesome. No, that wouldn't have been awesome. I would have been in jail because uh, there's no way for me to to prove that I didn't do that at that point in time. And then I would have got another call and I would have had to help you with something else as well. Yeah. And the funny part was the the police officer, well, one of the funny parts, um, the police officer asked him where he lived. And the street that he gave was the street that he grew up on, not not the street that we lived in as a family for 30 years, but the the house that he lived in before that. So the, when the, when the officer asked me like, you know, where, where does he live? And I, I gave his most recent address and the officer's like, that's not what he told me. And I went, Hmm, did he say union Avenue? And the officer was like, yeah, that's what he said. So that's when I had to explain what was going on. You know, I was at a store once, you know, speaking of my, my joke about him saying you kidnapped him. I was at a store once with my kids. Right. And as you know, my wife is Asian. My kids are half and half. They're half Asian, half Italian. And the first few Are they years, Caucasian. No, they're um, Chinese and Italian, so we call them Chitalian. Chitalian. Um, okay. So we were at a store, and for the first few years, my kids looked a lot more like my wife than they did me. And the kids were screaming, and I was hold on. Being, I have to stop you there. Sure. I remember the day your oldest was born, mm-hmm. and I called you, and I said, "Congrats! How's everything going?" How's the baby? And you had the most puzzled voice. And you said, he looks Chinese. Like and 100%. Like, what did you expect him to look like? Your wife's Chinese. It, it, was, it was surprising to me because he did, not, he did not look like me at all. And it was a few months before he started looking like me. And so we were leaving a store and he was, scream- he was screaming his head off about he didn't want to go. He was maybe a year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to leave. Why are you taking me? And I could feel the tension in the store for people, in essence, thinking I was kidnapping this child. And if he had <laughs> a sense of humor like at that age, like right, if yeah. he had a sense of humor at that age, like I did, and he's he's now learning, he would have said, this isn't my daddy, and that day would have ended a lot differently. <laughs> there have been various times throughout my parenthood where my kids could have had me arrested in a heartbeat, you know, just by saying the slightest wrong thing to someone when they were having an outburst. And uh, I probably would have, would have went to jail, not for doing anything other than not being able to prove my innocence. 
Well, you're 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 talking about now, right? Which is a little bit different. So when I was a kid, my mom accidentally broke my arm. If that happened wait, now, wait, I don't. You've never told me this story before. I don't. Yeah. How how do I not know this? I've known it you actually for would years. have been. It would have been before you came into the picture. And I know that sounds like we're dating. We're not. But <laughs> we are not. When I was about five years old, <sighs> we had blacktopped the backyard, so the whole driveway was backed up, and we grew up pretty poor, right? So yep. something like this was a big deal. My dad probably had to save up, and I'm not kidding when I say this. Probably a year, year and a half mm-hmm. to be able to get the money to do this. So we blacktopped the whole backyard. And the way it was left, it was there was a curve in the backyard. And because of that, the blacktop was curved. And so it wasn't a perfect line, so it couldn't be finished perfectly. So it had a little curve to it. And I would go to the corner of that curve. It was the day after they did it. And I was picking up some of the blacktop. So I was literally destroying it as I was going along. <laughs> my mom happened to be I outside. I see the backhand coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wish it was just a backhand. So my mom was outside cleaning. And she had a broom in her hand. And so she came over to me. And look, to be fair to her, she did just try to hit me in the ass. Um, but I did a little bit of defensive maneuvering and I tried to block it with my arm and she broke my arm. Wow. So like, I get that I was doing something wrong. I get that, you know, there was a time when kids got hit, right? Like I, I always say, my parents didn't come yeah, home This is back when it was legal me. to beat your kids. <laughs> Not legal. <laughs> um, so like my, my parents never came home drunk and just like beat me or whatever, but I got in a lot of trouble. And so I got hit here and there. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those cases. I get why she was going to hit me, but she didn't need to swing as if it was the bottom of the ninth <laughs> at Chase Stadium and she was trying to win the game. So yeah, she broke my arm. And then- wow. And, and I think I I've even done this I've with my this kids. Before. Yeah, with my kids, something will happen, and they're like, "Oh, this hurts." I'm like, "Ah, hey, you're fine. Like you just you fell down one stair. Like how much could you have gotten hurt there?" No, it hurts. So I, I complained for a few days, and then finally they brought me to the doctor, and wow. it was broken. Yeah. So like, if that were to happen today, she'd be in jail. Yeah, I, I broke my son's arm, but uh, I broke it by buying a really expensive toy that we both had a lot of fun um, using. It was, uh, it's called a one wheel and it's like an electronic skateboard, but it's literally one wheel and it uses a gyroscope and you get on it and you balance. So it's like a skateboard, but there's only one big fat, you know, kind of wheel. And um, I was teaching him how to use it and we were riding down and he's just a maniac. The minute he learned and thought he was comfortable using this, he immediately starts to push the limits of it. And, um, and he pushed it too far. And I, I, so I have cameras in front of my house and I actually have video of him breaking his arm in front of the house. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to share it, but are you calling it a, like a skateboard because you know, unicycle sounds pretty geeky. It's not a unicycle. You don't sit on it. You stand on it. You know, I'm not Next a scholar, you come over, but uni is, I'm gonna I make think, you, Latin for one. It I'm going to make you wheel. ride it, and then I'm going to push you off of it. There's no fucking way. <laughs> there's no way you're getting me to ride that. I don't care how much money you're throwing on the table. That's not So can, can we talk about, uh, didn't didn't you like tear your, your ACL, MCL in your front yard? Can we talk about that? Yes. And that we could share Tell the video if you wanted to, because yeah. I am an adult. Um, so I have a, I have a general feeling that, so we moved into a new house in February, in January, sorry. I have a general feeling that the house potentially could be haunted. And, you know, we could, we could talk about the paranormal paranormal at a different time, but so we, 
we're in the house maybe a week, week and a half. I have somebody come over to look at a couple things. We wanted to put a whole home filter in, water filter in. So here's the part that kind of gets me a little bit. The guy kept canceling. So he canceled on a, a good day, canceled on a good weather day, canceled on a good weather day. Finally, it was one day that it was black ice everywhere. And so the guy comes and he's like, hey, I can actually come over today. Can I come? I'll show you outside where the piece would go. We run it through the house, all this stuff. I go outside to talk to him. We walk around. He shows me where it is on the way back. And it looks so such an innocent fall. And I completely tore my entire quad muscle off of the bone. So, um, well, actually, three of the four tore off the bone. One stayed on. So, yeah, I needed surgery. I have a pretty big scar from it. And, you know, surgery is getting more and more advanced. And, you know, there's microsurgery and all this stuff. Not, not this. <laughs> they still haven't mastered it for this. It's a pretty, it's about an eight or nine inch scar. Yeah. It's about an eight or nine inch scar down my knee. Um, that I actually will share the video with you so you can post it because it's, it's amazingly simple. And simple. I want to get on it the record. It almost looks like it happens in slow motion. That's Yeah. It, it wasn't that far off of that. And I want to get on the record. The guy I was talking to is not what related record? to me. And the guy did not just walk away. He actually went to get my wife. Because in the video, it looks, <laughs> it looks like, like the guy's like, away, yeah. fuck it, he fell. I'm just leaving. That's what it looks like. So there's no sound to it, but that is what happened. And I'm pretty sure the, the unanimous reaction by all of your friends and family members that saw it was, why the fuck is that guy walking away? Why doesn't he actually help him? Not only that, they thought it was a specific cousin of mine. They kept asking me, why did he just walk away? And I'm like, first of all, it's not him. So, yeah, I mean, that was and that was, you know, a couple of weeks of rehab and um, and then the pandemic hit. And so rehab became doing it at home instead of going to a place. Thankfully, it's fine. But, yeah, it's it's crazy. Oh. <clears throat> so what have you guys been um, doing just to keep busy? You were like watching a lot of Netflix, like, you know, just because I mean, it's funny because Arizona and New York are just almost like two different worlds right now. Mm -hmm. um, in in Arizona, it's very much like Vegas. Like, um, with you know, people are wearing masks, but other than that, you really wouldn't know that there's a pandemic going on because everybody's kind of just going about their day. And we have a very, you know, conservative governor who's like, you know what, we don't want to shut stuff down. We want people to live their lives. And that's great and that's fine. But when I went to New York, I felt like, I was in a dystopian society because everything was locked down. Yeah. And it got it, the lockdown isn't as severe right now, but it's still pretty significant. So I've actually been. So one of the things is on some of the TV shows currently, you're starting to see the effect of the pandemic, right? Some of them are starting to come back where people are wearing masks in them. You know, judges have like glass in front of them, things like that. But Netflix doesn't seem to have that. They seem to have a lot of stuff in their vault. And so they've just released this series. It's called We Are the Champions. I don't know mm. if you've seen any episodes yet. Mm. It's about five or six episodes. And it is all these events around the world that are, to me, absolutely insane. So one of them is people rolling cheese down a hill and then running down the hill foot full speed. So people are getting concussions, broken legs, <laughs> torn ligaments. So that's one of the that episodes. That sounds like something we would do as kids. Well, yeah. Um, without the cheese, yeah. um, and then we couldn't the, afford the cheese. Yeah, the one Unless that it was um, the government cheese. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> then the the other one that was was just so odd to me was there was one on frog jumping. So, so they have frogs and they jump, or they're people jumping the frog jump. 
No. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not the kid's game. It's actual people go out, they go to the, there's a couple different people. So there's like the New York Yankees of frog jumping, like one family. Oh, it's a team and then sport. It's a team sport. It's <laughs> no, no, it's an individual sport, but there's teams. But it's organized. So, yeah, it's organized. So that's okay. one. Is there a league? I don't know if it's a league, but there's a an annual event. You get paid if you win. You get paid even more if you break the record, like because some frog jumped 22 feet 30 years ago. Or so he's the secretary of frogs, I guess. I don't, I don't know. So wait, wait, um, the, the all important question, can we gamble on it? I'm, I'm figuring we can get underground on it. We can gamble okay. on it, I think. All right. all right, we'll have to do that. So these people go through this process of, and, and I don't know how they have other jobs. They go and get the frogs. They train the frogs. They, um, by training them, they do competitions in front of their house to see how far they jump. And the ones that are better, they start weeding out the weaker ones. And so it's a competition that happens every year. And it's like, first of all, it's like, how is this a Netflix show? Right. That's one. <laughs> and it's Deep something into that, the vault. Yeah. And, and then it's just something that's just crazy. I've, I've never heard about it. And it's so, so weird. You can't look away like though. One that's jump? the problem. Is it like one jump? They get one jump and then they measure that jump? Or is it like, like, like so you're explain. really trying to get the inside scoop to I, be I able need to, to gamble understand on this. it. You're selling it like it's a good show. So I, I need to oh, understand. Hold on. It. Hold on. Not a good show. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is not intended at all. It's a show that sucks you in, though. That I'll give it. Okay. So it's three jumps. And the person so it's like jumps, the triple jump, like the Olympics. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. The people jump behind them to make them jump. And then the heartbreak was the ones where the frog jumps sideways because then they get no extra distance, right? Because the frog doesn't know which fucking way to go. It doesn't know that it's supposed <laughs> to go straight. So it is, it's it's the equivalent of a train wreck. Like I couldn't look away though. And then I'm like, oh, there's another. Oh, there's one on cheese rolling. Oh, there's one on hairstyling. Like, oh. and the next thing I know, I've watched all six episodes. That's what you do on a fucking break from work when Thanksgiving break. So you've officially reached the bowels of Netflix. You've watched all the good shit. And then all that's left is, is frog jumping at 2 a.m. I've watched all the good shit. Even some of the stuff I know has been bad or rewatched. <laughs> and then the frog jumping. What have you been doing to fill your time when you've had time? Um, it's I, I'm big on documentaries. So I watch a lot of documentaries um, and I'll bounce back and forth between like Netflix, um, Amazon Prime Video, um, all those stupid little Wi-Fi channels. You know, when you buy a TV, you get like a, a whole bunch of like different apps that are built in like Tubi yep. and Fubo and uh, all those other things. So I'll kind of poke around those and watch. Um, other than that, I just you know, I was into watching the news for a while and then, you know, the election happened and then I didn't want anything to do with the news. So I just, I kind of go through these little things, but like outside of TV, like my wife and I, like, especially like the first couple of months, we were just like, this is insane. Like we can't be in the house, you know, this much and not want to like be at each other's throats. And we weren't, I mean, we were fine, but we were just thinking of things to try and just like switch it up. And one of the things we did is I have a bar in my living room. So I would like put on the calendar, like, you know, happy hour. And then we would literally like get dressed and we would go to the bar and then we'd take turns <laughs> that sounds sad, being actually. bartenders <laughs> and we would drink for like two hours. And it was actually pretty fun. It was, it was almost like us going out to a bar. The only difference is we had to like serve ourselves. So, and I'm like you, I've seen your bar. 
Every time I go to Costco, I usually end up coming home with one bottle of something. And I'm not a big drinker, but I like to have a fully stocked bar for when mm -hmm. we have guests. So if someone comes over and they say, I want drink XYZ, I've got all the things to make it. I've even bought like Frangelico, which I don't even like, but I know you like on the shore off chance that you ever make it down here again and you want something to drink because you don't really drink anything else. Yeah, I don't I don't drink a lot at all, but that's that there are stories when I have and that's definitely for a different day. That's not for today. Yeah. So as part of your your news and watching the news, like I, I unfortunately I feel the news is always so disappointing. It's who shot somebody, you know, the presidential election, whoever, yeah. whatever side you're on. It was a shit show with the two of them going at each other and the craziness from that. But I do know that you just stumbled across some interesting article that you were you were bringing up this the other was day. Fucking crazy! So so somebody no, it was like the park services I think found some metal structure it's like a triangular like 10 foot tall they were calling it a metal monolith in the middle of the utah desert and, and so i'll is, post a picture of it is that them like kind of trying to say they think it's like stonehenge is that what they're trying to do with this thing well stonehenge looks like it's of this earth right because it's made from rocks and stuff like that this is like a a I don't know that they've tested the metal to know what the hell the metal is, but it's basically this 10 foot tall, like sheet metal triangle that um, shoots up out of the ground. And it clearly had been there for some length of time because if someone would have just put it there, you would have, you know, you would have seen like tracks or, and this is like a middle of the desert. Like this wasn't like something that you would just stumble across while you're on a hike. This is, mm -hmm. you got to go like 10 miles out of your way to get to this thing. And I think the forest service folks only found it cause they were flying overhead and it was like reflecting the sun. So they were like, what's that shiny object down there? And then they landed and they went and checked it out and they took a bunch of pictures. So, um, I don't know if what, you know, I paranormal stuff and like alien stuff. I want to believe like desperately want to believe that there's life outside of, you know, the earth and that paranormal stuff, the afterlife exists. But I just haven't really seen anything that would convince me otherwise. So, um, and a stick of metal in the desert isn't doing it for you. I, you know what? Maybe, but it could very. They're thinking there's like some stories out there that saying like you know it looks like something that some artist you know that died a bunch of years ago could have potentially done you know, and it was kind of in their repertoire to do stuff like that. But um, how they would look at it, it's literally just a piece of metal. So how they would look at it and go, oh, that's in the style of this artist. I mean, what did that artist do where like you can look at literally just a piece of metal sticking out of the ground and go, oh, yeah, that's their style. It's not like Dolly where it's got like some sort of like unique characteristics to it. It's literally just a triangular piece of metal sticking out of the ground. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a big uh, person of art. Right. Like I don't I go to an art museum. Sometimes like you, you walk around with those things on your head where they, uh, your headphones tell by your stories. lack of decor in the background. Yes. <laughs> and they give you, um, and this is done up. <laughs> <laughs> um, they give you the headphones that you can walk around in the exhibit. So I like hearing a little bit about it, but that's about it. Right. And that's mm -hmm. been, at least for me, that's been great because in, in previously you'd go to the museum, you'd walk around, you'd have to read everything if you wanted to get information on it, or you had to go with a tour guide and it was just too fucking long. Now you throw on the headphones, you walk around real quick, and it's good. So I'm not 
I'm not the big uh, art guy as it is, but I just think this is some dude's piece of art, and they're making a big deal about it. And not even good art, in my opinion. It's it's just a piece of metal. <laughs> I mean, if my gutter fell off, jammed into the ground, and they found it six weeks later, so you had no proof that it was just done, they, it would be the same thing to me, to what this guy has done. Maybe. I don't know. But that's just me. All right. Um, so we did a crazy question last week and it wasn't intentional but um it got the most reaction out of most people and i ended up using it for the thumbnail on youtube so um i thought it would be fun to do another what i'm calling one crazy question of the week or we can do multiples but um so i got another one and this one came from the fact that i'm always just looking at i have a news application that i always pull up and this one article came up and i don't know if it was in like I don't know what what was the source of the article. I have to go back and look at it. But um, the article said something to the effect of like sixty seven or seventy percent of women pee in the shower, and this absolutely blew my mind. Now, did it absolutely blew mind, my mind. Did it blow your mind because you don't pee in the shower, or you I, do pee in the shower? I think it's the most disgusting and heinous thing ever. Really? All right. Yeah, absolutely. You're not gonna and, like my answer. Oh. <laughs> Nor, on a side note, nor will my wife. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I have a routine. I usually go before I get in the shower. So, I mean, why? I just don't get it. You're not saving that much time. Why has that drain have preferential treatment over the toilet? It's another drain. It goes downwards. So, yeah, I pee in the shower. I don't say to myself, oh, got to make sure to save this up to pee in the shower. But if I'm in there and I got to pee, I pee. I just, I, I don't get it, but, um, the, it, and it was specifically women. So that was kind of odd because at least men, we can aim and like <laughs> women, it just kind of falls out. So there's pretty good chance you're getting it all over your legs and your feet. So, oh, that was, that one kind of, kind of threw me for a loop and I got some other statistics too. So, so article Huffington post from 2015, they asked a bunch of folks some different questions about um, just what they do, like weird bathroom habits. 50% of the respondents said that they fold their toilet paper before wiping themselves, while 30% just wad it up into a, a whatever and wipe it that way. What kind of fucking monster just <laughs> wads it up and just wipes away with it? I don't well, understand. Right, hold, hold on. Wadding it up is, I'm hoping you consider that different than kind of looping around your hand, right? And making like a... What, what I'll call almost like a, a toilet paper handle, right? Well, that's like a you fold, get, right? You're okay. folding it around your hand. That's fine. Wadding it up into just like a like a ball and then using that. I also, do you ever, I haven't seen it in a while, but did you ever go to the bathrooms that it's only like the little square comes out? So mm-hmm. it's not a roll. It's just a little square that's about the size of now your iPhone. The squares come out. Mm-hmm. And so to get not any sort it. of volume... You, you're emptying basically the whole thing because you're pulling out like 40 or 50 of them before you're even ready to wipe. It's insane. I haven't seen that in a long, long time, but that was out there for a while as well. Oh. So here's some other funny statistics. Hold on. Um, 60% wipe. So going back to our question from last week, 60% wipe front to back while 20% go against the grain and do it back to front. What I want to know is what do the other 20% do? There's, there's, there's a missing 20% here. And we don't... They use a hose. <laughs> International has weighed in. They use a hose. Um, what about do you stand up completely or do you just raise yourself a little bit? 
No, public bathroom or at home? No, no. I'm not talking about like hovering over a public toilet because you don't want your ass to touch the, the seat <laughs> at home. Remember, you're talking to me. I'm usually at home. You're home. You get up. Do you fully raise up and wipe or do you lift yourself just a little bit and wipe? All right. So this might be a little bit of TMI. Um, and you know me well enough to know that I find challenges in the weirdest places. I actually find it a challenge to squat and not touch the uh, the seat. So I use it. I don't work out a lot where I'm doing lots of squats. So I use my time in the bathroom to do squats and try and hold my balance above the seat. So yeah, I don't stand straight up. Um, I, I, I choose a, a to the point of where my, my, uh, my quads will actually burn a little <laughs> bit after I'm done. I look at it. It's look, it's a two for one. I'm going to the bathroom. I might as well get a little bit of exercise while I'm doing it. So I know the, the two for clothes. one, the two for, for one hamstring. in the bathroom is you get some reading done in there. Or, <laughs> I do that too. So I get three or, for one. Or as one of my friends called it, you poogle, you poop and you search Google. It's one of those two. <laughs> it's not, it's not to do exercises. That's hey, every, 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 every man for himself. So in this, in this vein, I saw a commercial the other day on this item called Cologuard, right? Col so like, Coca-Cola? No, like, like colon. Like colon. Cola guard. Right? Okay. So basically. <laughs> so we're going there then. I didn't do any research on the what it was. I just listened to the commercial. So in essence, <laughs> and I'm sure there's more to it than this. You have to shit in a box <laughs> and send it back. And they tell you if you have colon cancer or not. <laughs> Would you be able to shit in a box for research? Or to if, for a medical exam. If I was worried about having colon cancer, I would most certainly shit in a box. I would I would probably wear rubber gloves when doing it, which is a perfect fucking segue into some of your habits. Let's talk about the fact that you will not touch or prepare food without rubber gloves on. Uh, that's a topic for another day. That's, that's I, I think that's no, I think long. it needs to be. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fine. Let it be known that every time I come over your house and you prepare a meal, you have gloves on. So here's the thing. I, the only thing I'll mention about that, and this is a full topic for another day, <laughs> is on Thanksgiving, I actually said to my wife, today's a 25 glove kind of day. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually say that to her this week. Oh, Jesus so, so listen, before we end, as we talked about last week, I, I went to the joke vault I really should call it the idea vault because I think you made it very clear last week. A joke week that implies that there's funny. Correct. <laughs> so I got another one. I'm going to do another joke from the joke vault. Um, and again, because you pick on me, it is. it was a thought that the joke would come later. As a matter of fact, <laughs> so I'm going to tell joke. a story at some point where I'm going to work in one of the jokes from the joke vault and show you that it works as a joke. It just doesn't work as a thought. So I just said, when you're shopping, you should consider what's in your shopping basket because it says to the clerk, if you buy things like Gatorade and condoms, you're implying that you're in for one hell of a night, just like you shouldn't buy duct tape and chloroform together. <laughs> so, All right, I'll give you that one. That was actually mildly entertaining. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, so thank you. So for the next episode... What do you want to do? Um, well, I definitely think we need to explore your use of gloves uh, in, in the kitchen because I find that, talk about like oddities. I've never seen that before in my life. That's pretty fucking weird. All right. So why don't we make that the next episode? A little, tease, a little tease for the next episode. That'll be a fun topic to go over. 
All right. All right. Um, also, uh, if anyone has any recommendations for our one crazy question, by all means, anything you want us to talk about or discuss or answer during the podcast, we would be more than happy to entertain it. If it's funny, if it's insulting, we won't do it. But uh, all right, maybe we will do it. because I will do it if it's other. insulting. <laughs> we totally will do it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening or watching. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe and uh, click the bell notification icon to get uh, notified every time we uh, create a new episode, which we're hoping to do weekly. And if you use any one of the, I don't know, dozen or so other podcast formats that we're on right now, um, please follow us and or subscribe and uh, engage. You have anything to say, Michael? I'm Michael Carter. (laughs) I'm David Michael, and we are (laughs) we are ridiculously ridiculously bored. bored. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on. That's the first paragraph of the story. (laughs) That's about people dying of leprosy, right? Where they bring the dog out in the back and they fucking shoot him at the end. Like, (laughs) how do you read that to your kids, right? Like.